Hey everybody, welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 73. My name is Gabe Estel, I'm here with my co-host Jonathan Getz and Dennis Levi Leach. How's it going guys? Fantastic. Just good. Coming to you from another state. I, I like your new backdrop, Jonathan. I'm sorry, I haven't had a chance to paint the room. It's it's pretty putrid color Congrats. right now. Looks good. Congrats on the new digs. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Good. Hope you like it. Um, so let's go ahead and get started, guys. Um, we haven't uh, touched base in a little while, but uh, this is an all pretty much all baseball episode. Whereas, you know, the last couple, I think, uh, were a little more geared towards tunes. So uh, spring training has begun. Spring is spring training has sprung. And uh, it's certainly exciting. Um, as we've talked about before, uh, spring training is pretty long. So it feels like it feels like they've already been down there about two months, even though it's only been about two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's just, one of the things I think that's so amazing is for how long it is. Like, like on average, most players only see like thirty to forty at bats. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's, lot of uh, lot of players though. Split squads, all that. Uh, yeah, it's the opportunity to kind of check the pulse of young talent, you know, as well. So, see how they see how they face, uh, you know, higher competition than they're used to. I think. I remember as a kid checking the uh, box scores and seeing the SS in parentheses for the split squ- yeah. split squad games. And it was so strange to see your team. Like I would see the Red Sox in there, like two different scores for the Red Sox. It's kind of <laughs> surreal to yeah. see that, but that was just of course right. the split squads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're and and you know we're today's March first when we're recording this. And they still got like a lot of spring training games a left, month, you know, yeah. a month essentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they each each as of today, as of this recording, you know, each each team has played about five or six games, um, with starting last week. So, so yeah, we got a long ways to go, but I'm still excited though. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I haven't I haven't watched any live games yet, so I'm looking forward to finally catching one. Um, and uh, you know, it's still. There's still, even though I mentioned earlier, it feels like it's been going on for a while. It it probably still has a little bit of the new car smell still. So, uh, so that's good. I'm a little annoyed that MLB TV wants to uh, charge me to watch practice. Um, So I I will not subscribe. Yeah, you would think think maybe spring training will be free. I hear it's very much not free for the Cubs. uh, for the Cubs facility to watch games in person, you're paying like eighty bucks at spring no, training. I, yeah, I we were gonna think we went last year and it was a, a blast, and we thought about going this year and it's just crazy. And then the the Rockies, like the Cubs are gonna be here like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something, and. They wouldn't sell tickets to everyone. You had to enter a lottery to possibly even get the chance to go to a Cubs Rockies game. They're like Rockies. This is this is life at the top, Levi. You're the you're the bell of the ball now. All right. <laughs> I just thank God for all those games I went to that we sucked in '86 or whatever. '88. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can't imagine like what. Um, oh, the Wrigley prices are going to be. They're going to be on the same this year, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, especially for the ring ceremony, the banner ceremony, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it pays to root for the other team, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
So yeah, because we'll uh, the only games we'll sell out are maybe opening day and when we play the Cubs. So right. like dollar hot dog night. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, fireworks then. Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Heck, I've already I've already had the season ticket people call me about a half a dozen times over the last. Really. Three. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a Brayu on the phone, like dialing. <laughs> They're like, okay, so this that would help. If I got like to talk to him, I might consider. I mean, the White Sox are selling packages that are like, gosh, I mean, you can see, you know, you you can I, don't obviously this can be verified later, but something like a dozen games for like forty or fifty bucks. I mean, it's sure. insane. Sure. Yeah, um, you get to sit with Ron so, Karkovice. It's right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, <laughs> Ivan Calderon gives you a back rub, you know? <laughs> um, but um, anyway, I, I better look to see if he's still alive. I think I think Ivan passed a few years ago. Oh yeah, shit! No, I think my, yeah. Ivan, if your family's listening, my condolences. Okay, I'm really sorry. Uh, oh shit! He he, yeah, he, I, he died in 2003. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. He was yeah. he was a great player anyway um he he lives on in spirit uh but anyway so let's talk about our teams guys um as they as they are still in the young spring training um talk about that and then you know a little bit uh about how spring training's going for some other players and then we're going to talk uh about kind of spring training of yesteryear and who are some of spring training's legendary performers and also, you know, kind of what became of some of those people as well, because not not all of them are household names. Um, Sorry, but, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, kick I out my cat. cat. Keep on going. <laughs> yeah, she's like, never say anything about Ivan Calderon again. Oh. He's, he's right. one in my uh, in my lifelong quest to get all the Diamond Kings signed. He's uh, a tough one to find yeah. because mm. he's passed away. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, Levi, let's start with you. Um, again, you are you are the bell of the ball here. Um, so uh, I'm not used to the spotlight, so I don't know how to handle any of this. Has Has Wade uh, Davis pitched yet? Ah, I don't know. I I get so little info here, and I haven't been keeping up with it every day online like I need to. Right. Well, that's it's that's- basically my only option so far because I it's still eighty five dollars again this year. For the single team MLB package, which is cheaper than the one twenty or thirty they charge for the for every team, but so, yeah. So refresh my memory: is Wade Davis that trade be- between the Royals and the yeah, Cubs? Yeah. Is that is that the biggest offseason move for the Cubs, or am I missing something? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would say that, and I mean the we. Oh, you got uh, you got, you got an John Jay. You got John Jay. Yeah, and then. Okay, is John Jay going to start? Right? Uh, I think he's going to be kind of platooning, but I'm not positive. So who's your outfield then entirely? Hayward? Uh, Schwarber's going to see time there. Yeah. He's, Schwarber's already been playing in the outfield, I guess, from the, the little info I've seen so far. And um, who else? Schwarber, John Jay. Solaire's gone, obviously. Uh, Hayward. Um, yeah. Well, Baez, sometimes see, see time Baez, Baez yeah. and Zobrist are going to kind of like yeah. When one's not playing infield, the other's going to play out. And Madden's got he's got the what, pieces to move stuff around again, kind of, which is interesting. You know, 
The way it's he a, does it, it's a terrible way. problem having too much talent. Oh, yeah, anyway. And that's the thing that with one of the one of the the getting ready for this show, one of the articles we had posted um, was talking about how Theo, like, and it's the only really, I don't know if it's the only bad movies ever made with the Cubs oh, or remember, whatever, yeah. but um, the the DJ LeMahieu thing, and it was like we got I forget it was like ian stewart and somebody else and ian stewart ended up playing for the coast for like one season and was gone and dj lemay he was like prospered Mm -hmm. into a killer hitter yeah yeah but at the same time he he backed into a uh uh into a batting title when when he didn't like play the final weekend of the regular season just so he could clench the batting title and that's kind of a pussy move yeah. yeah, I agree. Says this guy who yeah, once played baseball his freshman year. Exactly right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I played Little League, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, Andy's doing it in Colorado, right? So the air's thinner. Uh, yeah. No. yeah, Dante Bichette numbers, right? Right. The uh, the the the, the trick could really come back to bite him, man. Glaber Torres is a really good player. That the Yankees got come back to bite them, but they won a World Series. So I, I agree. I agree. That's what I mean. It's hard to. It's hard to argue. You mortgage yeah. that. that. That's yeah. done. Yeah, that yeah. ship sailed. If, if he didn't win the World Series, I'd be worried about it. But yeah, I, whatever. I, I mean, I think if you guys, if you guys like, just make the playoffs and lose this year, I think everybody will just kind of shrug, you know, and just be like, whatever, you know, we we we. we changed history last year road history no, yeah if we don't so, win the yeah. series again people will there will be wait till next year's shirts again or whatever you know what right I mean? right i i well I, we'll have a prediction episode after this one um but i would still put them down as the favorite you know if i had to yeah, i think a lot of the las vegas odds makers are putting them at the top but i mean I, there's a lot of good teams a lot of good teams I, I've said this before, and everybody else said the Nationals are pretty stacked. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I I think the Cubs are better, but I mean, they're if you look at the Nationals on paper, which is where they've always been better than they are on the field, they're they're pretty loaded. Um, Sounds like Scherzer's uh, struggling to um, come to full health. Um, oh yeah. So uh, he may uh, uh, he may miss a lot of the spring, but yeah, I mean, they're still loaded. They're still pretty pretty loaded, yeah. And I, I think you know, the Mets could bounce back a little bit as well, too. So, Yeah, know, I mean, uh, if that rotation bounces back in New York, uh, yeah. it could be dangerous once again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, with the Cubs, too, you got uh, you got Wade Davis as, as a, uh, you know, you got, hopefully, if, he, if he's healthy, uh, you know, one of baseball's best closers, if not the best, you know. Those yeah, if he's healthy. healthy. If he's healthy, yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks good. Looks good from the view from the top. Looks good for. Yeah, I I saw some a little bit of video from the spring, and Jason Hayward seems to have like retooled his swing pretty heavily. As yeah, I think he he'll, he'll probably get a lot of talk as like you know that'll be the comeback player of the year. I think. Um, Shit, you bet two sixty eight. He could win. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. Bar was set pretty low that first year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um and I think that with him um I I still don't like that contract. Um but I don't think it matters. You know, the Cubs are like after winning the World Series are so flush yeah. with cash oh, and yeah. like and like such like the cream of the crop 
that like another team that could really handicap them. You know, I mean, they could, they could, that could like, if it was, if that was in Kansas city or that was even in on the other side of Chicago, a contract like that and him not panning out would, would hurt us. You know, with you guys, you guys, you guys have a room for Hayward not to be very good. You know, uh, like, well, so. and uh, growing up as a Cubs fan, not so much maybe in the eighties cause contracts weren't huge then, but like Sosa had huge deals that we were kind of under for a while. Like the Soriano deal, we were under for years. We were right. on the wrong side of, and yeah, uh, yeah Ramirez to a certain degree, a little bit, Zambrano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but at least like those dudes always... produced a little right. bit. Yeah, you know, right. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to write him off after the one guy year. Wore a gold glove. Yeah, yeah, I, and I'm not going to write him off after one year. I just, I, I, I've said this before, so I don't want to just totally, you know, cliche beat a dead horse, but like. You're paying a guy like twenty five million dollars a year to be an awesome defender, and just oh, yeah. like the the hitting numbers don't justify money like that, they really don't. <laughs> uh, even with his time in Atlanta as well. Like I mean, this guy's oh, yeah. not this guy's not Pujols in his prime. I'm sorry, you know. Um, but but it, but like I said though, I don't think it matters because the Cubs are yeah, are so does, yeah. elite now that you know whatever. If the guy doesn't produce. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah, I mean, I, I, Cubs are still going to be good. It's going to be popular. There's still guys in the pipeline, man. There's absolutely there's yeah. really good infielders coming up, and it's like, what are we going to do with all these kick-ass infielders? <laughs> right, right. Somebody like people are eventually going to have to become trade bay. You know? Yeah, at the deadline, sure. Cool. Well, uh, so Levi, the view from the top looks good. Uh, Jonathan, uh, the... you're the most interesting team right now to me among our three because obviously, it could go either a, way a, a world series <laughs> right okay it's only three um if you you've got you know you're you're not fa- you're not far removed from a world series victory and two consecutive world series appearances um injuries hurt you last year um and then also another intriguing storyline with the royals is what will the Royals look like in 2018? Because you have four cornerstone pieces who are going to be free agents, right? Escobar, Hosmer, um, Mustakas, Hosmer, and Kane. Mustakas and Kane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All guys that are integral pieces of that team. Uh, yes, they they are integral pieces of this team. Uh, would they be integral pieces of a future championship team? I don't know. Uh, and that's what I think the Royals need to be thinking about. Uh, I was watching a little bit of MLB TV on Apple TV last night, and they they compared Hosmer to um, he's essentially James Loney. <laughs> but James that's Loney not a very was like sexy comparison. No, it's not. And but James Loney had a little bit better uh, better slash lines. Um, Hosmer has Hosmer has a really good glove and all that, and he looks like he could easily hit thirty home runs, but he probably won't. Uh, so, but they, you know, they have him on a one-year contract. Uh, Mustakas is coming back from injury. Kane can hopefully stay healthy, and and Escobar might hit, uh, you know, two forty, two sixty, maybe. Uh, but with gold, with a uh, potential gold glove. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be more the same with a lot of those guys. Maybe one of them is back next year. Um, you know, maybe the Royals end yeah, up keeping I mean, one. 
I had read the other day that management, um, I, I get the, the SB Nation uh, email every morning, which I recommend if you guys don't get it. It's mm-hmm. nice just because I don't have a ton of time to read baseball news. It puts it all in just like one kind of yeah. like three, three, four paragraph email. It's really nice. Um, I'll forward it to you. But anyway, um, it said the Royals management front office had said that they might wait until the off season to, or I'm sorry, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like not deal with like, they might not trade these guys this year. Um, and it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Well, I, I think if, um, because maybe Moustakas has an average year um, or a slightly above average year, and maybe the Royals can afford him. Maybe the Royals can just go ahead and, and yeah. sign him, uh, you know, re-sign him to a a, a three or four year deal. Um, yeah. Maybe not a guy like Hosmer. You know, a, a guy like Hosmer will probably still command a ninety million dollar contract. Uh, so that would be somebody that you would maybe want to trade at the deadline. Um, but yeah, maybe you know, maybe this is the sort of <laughs> these are the sort of guys potentially that they would have signed if they played for other teams and became free agents as a guy like Mike Moustakas, you know, as being like the big free agent splash, relatively speaking for the off season. And so why not, you know, uh, why not keep the, the hometown guy, uh, that everybody, uh, everybody loves. Well, well, they made other moves this off season. They did. They got a lot of Cubs that that they, that they said like, you know, they expect to compete. Yeah, they got a lot of Cubs. Yeah, they expect to compete this year, you know, and I, I expect them to as well. Um, I, while I while I think the Indians are good, I don't I don't think they're like a powerhouse, you know. I mean, I, I think they're they're definitely a strong team, and they'll it'll be between them and Kansas City in the division. Um, but tell me, re- refresh my memory. Who else is a new Royal this well, year? Well, we Soler, referenced, I know. yeah, we referenced the Wade Davis trade earlier where they got Jorge Soler. Uh, uh-huh. so, uh, they also signed Jason Hamill, right? Uh, former cup. Uh, the Royals traded, uh, a minor trade of, uh, Alec Mills for Donnie, uh, Deweese, uh, to the Cubs. Uh, Brandon Moss was a big splash. Uh, Danny Duffy, the, who they re-signed to a five-year contract. Uh, Danny Duffy was uh, is an intriguing Royals pitcher in that you know he was a top prospect, mm-hmm. uh, you know coming out of the minors, and then he had to have Tommy John surgery, so his career was kind of derailed by that. And then he tried to come back, and or I mean he did come back, and he didn't fare too well in the rotation, but he fared better in the bullpen. And then last year he really came through as a starter and. And uh, so they went ahead and signed him up to a five-year contract. Um, other than that, you know, guys like uh, Jonathan Sanchez and Al Albuquerque got minor league deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about what you would expect from the Kansas City Royals. So the the core of people is are still there, though. You know, I mean, yeah, Gordon as well. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and and Sal Perez, Sal Perez, of Sal Perez. Um, by the way, who's tearing it up in spring training so far? He, he lost some weight in the off season. So you know, yeah. when I when I ran into him uh, uh, last summer on the plaza, I told him he could you know maybe think about shedding a few in the off season, <laughs> right. and he took me up on it. <laughs> you handed him a slug fast. Yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, give her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he took it in stride. He knew. Uh, um, gosh, all those Cubs. Did you guys? 
You guys, uh, you guys gonna get uh, um, what's it, uh, Matt Clement as well? You gonna bring him back or something? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that that harkens back to my Red Sox fandom days when the Red Sox signed Matt Clement to a few year contract. He had, he had that big goatee, that big dark goatee. He did, yeah. He was. Uh, Matt Stairs is making a comeback as well. He should be. He should be, and then he should run for, for prime minister. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. You know, White Sox. Um, our moves are. Uh, you know, we made. Obviously, we, we probably made the off season's biggest trade. I would. I would say, um, with with trading Sale for um, you know Munkata and then um, uh, what is it? Uh, Kopech. Um, Michael Kopech. Uh, yeah, to to Boston. Um, from Boston, we got those guys, and uh, you know it's moves that probably should have happened, uh, you know, a while back ago with Sale, I think. And you know, a, a part of me was like, well, let's just let's get rid of Quintana too, and just 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 you know, really hit the reset button. Uh, they didn't do that, and some of the guys that like I thought would be dealt are still on the team. Like I thought. You know, maybe Frazier would get dealt. I thought Melky Cabrera would get dealt. The milkman. Um, I thought I thought they might deal. Um, uh, who else that we've got? That uh, you still got Przinsky? Is he still on the team? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> um, but but those guys will probably I, I, those two guys that I just mentioned, Cabrera and Frazier. I would say almost definitely will get traded midseason if if they produce because um, they both are on just the last year of their deals as well. Um, and, and Frazier, you know, had a, had a, had a Rob Deere caliber year. Uh, you know. <laughs> he, he did almost win the Rob Deere award. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He hit over 40, I think. Um, and you know, his glove isn't terrible, you know, he'll, he'll make a few good plays. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not uh, Brooks Robinson in his prime or anything, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a average defender, I think. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, you know he's not known as one of the worst for third baseman in the league, but not one of the best either. Um, so, to me, uh, I like you know how we're positioned because um, Quintana we still have under contract for like three years, I think. So, I think we're we might only be like a year away from being competitive. And when I say competitive, I mean don't pencil us in for the World Series in 2018. But, you know, I, th- I think well, and one of the I, I think we're going to be good. Go ahead, Levi. One of the other biggest moves for you guys was getting Renteria as a coach. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, a change of, of, of tone, you know. Um, he's certainly a little more of an upbeat personality than Robin was. Um, and it could, it, could, it could light a spark. You know, I don't know. I have to admit, I, I don't know a ton about the guy. He was the bench coach last year, and then... You know, I remember with him briefly with the Cubs. Um, yeah, he seemed to be well liked. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I think I think I, I, players seem like they like him. Um, so so yeah, uh, you know that's that that could be an important move as well. And he, is there a uh, chance that Quintana, Quintana could still be dealt in the spring? I think so. You know, if uh, or like mid season. Oh, you mean like in the spring, like before the season begins? Yeah. Ah. Uh, it's a generic answer, but I, I guess it would it would it would seem what type of package somebody's going to give us. Sure, you know, sure. I he was attached to Pittsburgh, and I liked what I heard because they were 
Oh, they've got this kid. Oh, shit, I forgot his name. It's it's either like his first name's Jordan or his last name's Jordan. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I Jordan think Jordan, yeah. Yeah, right. Jordan Jordan. Um, Jordan squared to the second power. Um, but Pittsburgh had some really impressive talent. Um, I, I don't know if they, they must have not given us entirely what we wanted, though. So I was hoping for that move. Uh, but they, they, Pittsburgh was basically going to give us their best prospect, you know, for uh, and and a couple other good ones for for Quintana, but it didn't materialize. I don't know why. Um, but if a and, pitcher, if somebody's pitcher goes down, you know, second, uh, you know, uh, second starter goes down uh, this spring, uh, Quintana's going to be a guy that teams are looking at to fill the gap. Uh, really attractive, you know, one of one of baseball's most underrated pitchers, I think. Uh, he's very quietly performed mm-hmm. well for about four or five seasons now. Um, so yeah, he's he he he's got a lot to offer at, a, at an affordable price too. Um, but you know, he's three years you know left on that deal. I think we're going to be good in less than three years, in fewer than three years. You know, mm-hmm. and then you've got Rodon as well, Shields. I can't wait until that deal's done. Thank good good God. Um, <laughs> And with Shields, it's like, what do you do? Because, like, you get rid of him, like, we got to eat all the money. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they're, nobody's going to be like, yeah, definitely. We want to pay James Shields $18 million <laughs> a year, you know? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Tough. So, so unless unless the guy bounces back. I mean, he's he's not that far removed, you know this, being a Royals fan, from being a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's just when he went to San Diego, it all fell apart, you know? I mean, so. Yeah, for some reason. And then when he came to the White Sox, it fell apart even more. Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't know if he bounces back and he's like 60 percent of what he was in KC, you know, we'll, we'll see how it maybe goes. get like a 13 and 10 season out of him with like yeah, a, like yeah. a three nine ERA. Yeah. 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 I'll even take like a under four or five ERA and I'll be <laughs> all right. You know, so and I, I um, I'm, I'm, I'm high on Carlos Rodon. Um, he certainly had a little bit of he. He had some bugs to get out, I think, you know. He was last your number year. one pick in twenty fifteen? Yeah, twenty fifteen. And it was a very it was a pretty fast track to the majors. Um, you know, he only threw a few a handful of starts. Uh, uh but you know, he's he's the future of the rotation still. Um, so I you know, I I don't know, we got him and then um God, who else we <laughs> here's here's a project. We've got Derek Holland. Um <laughs> So, which, which, if this is 2011, hey, awesome, bring it on, Derek Holland, <laughs> but it's not. So, maybe, maybe he can learn a uh, Harry Carey at circa uh, White Sox tenure uh, impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like really I, I dig so. deep on that one. Yeah, he seems like a fun guy, um, but uh, I just don't know. I mean, they they paid him a few million bucks, oh. but I I think he's not not. I mean, I think like maybe. I, I think it's like maybe two, three million, something like that. It's it's basically like kind of like what we did last year with Matt Latos, who it's got like off veterans the, minimum. So yeah, yeah, who like got off to a pretty good start. Yeah, uh, Matt Latos did, and then we we had we had discarded him by like the middle of June, you know, if yeah. not sooner. I, I I could be wrong, but I think it could be a similar fate for Derek Holland, unless unless he totally turns this thing around. I don't know. Um, so you know, with the White Sox, I, 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 I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2018 more than I am the upcoming season. 
Um, but, uh, you know, um, I'm really excited about Moncada, you know, um, that's, that's, is he gonna, is he gonna like start in the, uh, uh come uh, opening day? You know, he's penciled in like all like the, like rotographs and all those sites have him down as like the projected starter. Okay. Um, but cause he has played a little bit in the big leagues. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then the other guy we got this, um, uh, Giolato, uh, from Washington cause we traded Adam Eaton. As well. Oh, I love that I stuff. Is that the Italian ice cream? Yes, yes, very yeah, good. Yeah, the, the uh, lime, the yeah. lemon lime's the best gelato. Yeah, so, um, so we've got him, and he looks good. Um, uh, you know, he's he's one of baseball's best pitching prospects. So, hey, man, bring on 2018. So, but uh, you know, who knows? I mean, like if let's say like some of those guys click, and you know, they, um, you know, Shields bounces back a little bit. I don't know, man. Like five hundred might not be out of the question. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it, but it won't be. I don't think it's out of the question. Okay, it's a good goal. A yeah. good team goal. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you know we we made trades that I think will ensure a fairly healthy future. You know, so, I mean, there were some of the biggest trades in all of baseball in the off season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our our farm system went from like the bottom of the heap to near the top. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a few other decent guys in the in the pipeline as well, um, guys that we had been had been that we kind of been incubating down there for a little while. So uh, that might be okay. So so yeah yeah. And, and Tim Anderson, we got this kid named Tim Anderson who had a really good rookie year last year, shortstop. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how he's going to progress as well. He's he's off to a good start in spring training too. So so yeah um, so yeah I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on the White Sox. Um, we we don't we, we have less to play for than you got than both of your teams do. You know, yeah, lo- lower expectations for sure. Right, right. So, so I can live with that. Now, talking about um, let's 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 take it back a little bit, guys. The ghosts go, of spring training. The ghosts of spring training past. Yes. Um, you know, I, I didn't think it, it, spring training stats are harder to find than I thought they would be. Uh, most of them only go back to 2002 that I could find. MLB's website, the, you know, the, the sortable drop down. Yeah, they only go back about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I was curious because I wanted to know about players in the 90s and things like that. It was just hard to find. Uh, baseball reference doesn't have it. Maybe they do in the premium edition. I don't know. But it, it was it was difficult to see. Uh in how, 1980s spring training stats, it's like right. all you can find is like how many Hooters waitresses they banged. And stuff. Right. <laughs> like how many Clearwater, Florida mothers got pregnant. At right. that, was the, that sounds like the work of, of, of like the 93 Phillies, Levi. Um, anyway, so, right. That's why there's no stats. They, can, they, they didn't want that stuff public. Right, yeah. Um, but But anyway... You know, you know, I, I, looking at at some of these, did you guys find anything interesting in these, oh, yeah. uh, in, in stats of of, of yesteryear? Yeah. I found a few. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll I'll shout out a couple here. Twenty twelve. Sure. Um, okay, not ho- that long ago. Yeah, yeah twenty twelve right. home run leaders uh, of spring training. Twenty twelve. Uh, Matt Haig was was up there. Um, he was. Who did he uh, play for? Uh, he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, um, he was up there with Freddie Freeman and Albert Pujols with seven home runs that spring. 
Um, Matt Haig. One of the weird facts that I learned from all this, no one's ever hit more than seven home runs in a spring training. No. No, I just saw Chris Bryant hit nine. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find anybody to hit over seven. That year, in 20, yeah. Um, uh, but Matt, Matt Haig has uh, zero career uh, 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 regular season home runs at age 31. But uh, there, was that, there was that beautiful spring of 2012 uh, where he went ahead and, and... And it's interesting because you have to think of it like the guys that are going to get the most swings are these guys that are right on the edge of should they make the team, should they not make the team, right. so the coach is leaving them in there trying to get a better idea. And um, and so it's kind of unusual when a guy like Albert Pujols or um, you know a, a real a real big name does lead because they often get more time off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another, another guy, uh, the, the year before, 2011, uh, former Cub Jake Fox hit ten home runs. He he hit him for the the Orioles that year. Uh, wow. He was raking, dude. Ten home runs, uh, yeah. just seventy four spring training at bats. Kila Kaihue, who is a Royals spring training legend, hit seven home runs that year. Uh, Jake Fox is still around, right? I thought did he play for like Oakland recently? Uh, are you thinking of Jake Cust? Jack, that's Jack. Jack, Cuss, Jack. By the Cuss. Way. Sorry, sorry. Um, Jake, Jake Fox is a free agent, and he did play for Oakland in 2010. Okay, um, he hasn't he hasn't played in the majors since 2011. Okay, so Jake Fox hasn't played since 2011. He's right. a free agent. That means he's like okay, in a he's hotel holding on. Reno he's, right now. He is a free agent. Right? He hasn't played since 2011. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page here because um, it, it says he hasn't officially retired. He's oh, 34. Okay. It can still happen. You know? So he, mean. yeah. So he hit 10 that one spring training. Uh, he has 20 career regular season home runs. But yeah, Levi for the Cubs. He um, in 2009 he had 11 home runs, 44 RBI. I'm surprised you don't remember this guy. Yeah. I'll dial it back 10 years. A guy I had never heard of that had a pretty pretty good impre- pretty impressive spring training. 2007. You guys ever heard of a guy by the name of Trevor Linden? Uh, didn't he play L- for the Vancouver L-I- Canucks? What's that? Didn't he play for the Vancouver Canucks in the NHL? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. He was a legend in NHL 95. Dual sport. Dual sport athlete. Nice. Is it? it, it maybe, no, okay, no. maybe it's Travis Linden. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. We were thinking 1989 upper deck cards. It's okay. <laughs> all right, guys, I might have botched that name, all right? Um Oh, I'm sorry, Todd Linden. Todd Linden. Oh, Todd Linden. I, I do not remember Todd Linden. No. Yeah, Todd Linden. Uh, anyway, yes, um, Trevor Linden. Uh, anyway, um, but him and Burray tearing it up. Yes. Uh, but Trevor uh, Todd, whatever the fuck his name is, Todd Linden, on the Giants in 2007, um, spring training, he hit 353. 421 OPB and right behind Derek Lee for the hits leading total for spring training. He had 30 hits, Um, you know, two home runs, 11 RBIs, but, you know, across the board, one of the better spring training performances of that season. And he, he, he did kick around the Giants organization, like back and forth between the majors and the minors for about three or four years. 
Um, but just never never materialized into an everyday player. What position so. did he play? He's a left fielder. Left fielder. Yeah. Yeah. So 07, it would have been like, you know, before the Giants like kind of really got good, you know, like about three years later when they yeah. won their first first title. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's got to be so frustrating to just rake in yeah. spring training and you just don't get that break where you where they have a spot for you on the regular season mm-hmm. roster or starting lineup or yeah. or they do put you on the team for the first month or two and it's like you don't produce at all and then you get right. thrown down right right would you now, rather I think that would be almost even worse because it was like you had a taste of it and it was right. there and you were you were there and then now you're back down would you rather hit 200 for like five consecutive seasons in spring training and never make the team or hit 400 and just never get a shot uh, in the regular season? Would you rather like get that like so close and, and feel like, oh, what what could have been? Or would you rather just thought, eh, I kind of sucked, so I never had a shot? I'd rather I'd rather go to the dance, you know? I mean, yeah. just, to, just to have a taste. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants well, to go to the dance, so... There are guys who got literally, I think, zero at-bats in spring training games and still made the team and then got, like, they hit, like, a buck 80 for the year or something. Weird. I, I'm, I'm looking at a guy on the Royals from, like, 06, 07 that was a really good spring training pr- producer gets Esteban Herman. Oh, nice. right, yeah. Remember him? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he led spring training and stolen bases in 06 or 07, and he also hit 352 yeah. in spring training. So Royals have had a few of those guys. Herman, Brett Eibner, and, and Kilo Kaihue, who we mentioned. Yeah. 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 Spring training legends. Uh, I found a link. Um, it's it's a 2012 article, but it's uh, it's 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 talks about baseball's uh, best spring training hitters of like the last 15 years. Uh, some of the names are, um, are, 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 uh, are, are, are household names like Todd Helton. Um, he's the guy I was going to mention, man. He's the king of spring training. Yeah. He's like, like if you look at his stats for basically like 2004 or 2011, the guy, yeah. the guy just raked in 2004. Training. He hit 442. Holy smokes. That's like That's high school. Training. It's like a yeah. high school batting average. 2009, he hit 525. What? Yeah, 525. In 2009, he hit 525, and his slugging was 950. And then in the regular season, he ended up slugging 489. Which yeah. isn't awful, but no. yeah. yeah. No. And that was uh, he's, 40, he's he a, 525 he's a and 40 at-bats that year. Yeah. Wow, he's, he's a fu- he's a future Hall of Famer. That guy. Um, yeah. At what point do you tell Todd, "Hey, Todd, we think you're dialed in. We're gonna go ahead and like let your backup uh, get a few right. hacks. <laughs> so right. we're gonna sit you down for a few games." <laughs> or no, what I got? No, uh, that was right. Yeah, he hit five twenty five in two thousand nine. In what in two thousand six, his uh, his OPS was one point two sixty three. Wow. Wow, it's nuts. Raking. Where, where and, is uh, where is the uh, Rocky Spring Training facility? It's in Arizona, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's definitely Cactus League. I'm trying to think what town. Is it on top of like a, a mesa? Like and what's ele- elevation whole, at elevation? The whole area basically is kind of in a valley. So and oh, that's it is one of okay. The things. Um, 
the the Arizona teams are a lot closer than the Florida teams. Right. Like oh, closer Arizona together. Teams are clustered. Yeah. Yeah, it's all like There's the Phoenix lot. Phoenix metro area essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's huge business. Um it used to obviously all be in Florida. And then over the years like teams and, and what it is is it's these towns, man. Arizona is like super accommodating and the towns will pass like Hey, sure, we'll give you fifty mil and build yeah. a stadium, and yep. you can keep almost all the revenue and stuff. Like, it's crazy in Florida, and I'm not—I can't verify these statistics. I found them on the internet. You know what I mean? But it said in Florida they do eight hundred million dollars in sales in spring training, and almost half of that is from people from out of state. And sure. then the number sure. the number I could find for the Cactus League in Arizona is it, it brings about four hundred million dollars into Arizona. Huh. I see why they want to keep it around. Yeah, uh, um, big business. Absolutely. Well, guys, I'm, I've got a couple spring training uh, music trivia questions for okay. you. All right, Let, let's let's go with this here. Um, you know, Arizona doesn't have a history of producing a lot of famous acts, musical acts, right? Delicious iced tea. Right, right. <laughs> um, but but there is uh, a famous... He's, he's commonly associated with another city because he was born there and raised there. Another city in he, another state? Yeah, another city in another state, okay. excuse me, yeah. Uh, he, he's commonly linked with, with that, you know, as being one of the the, the famous figures of, of that city, which has produced a lot of famous musicians. Um, uh, he uh, is, but, but he's, his band, uh, his first band that the one that released the debut album and, and, and took off, um, they formed, he moved to Phoenix when he was a teenager, like in the late sixties, uh, and you know his uh, he formed his band that would become the band he had for a few years in Phoenix. Um, any guess who it might be? And also, uh, I'll give you a, a, another hint: um, theatrical rocker. Theatrical. Alice Cooper. Yep. You got nice. It. Nice. Good. Yep. Okay. So he's he's Alice Cooper like cut his teeth in Phoenix. Yeah, but oh, yeah. but is is he's born in Detroit, and people commonly link him to Detroit more than Phoenix. So. Well, I think in I'm not positive, but does he reside? He, uh, he might have somewhere in Phoenix. He resides sometimes. Uh, he golfs because I know he's all I, about the golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. that would make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know if he still resides there or not. But did he have um, a restaurant? At one time, he might have. Maybe at, at one point, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, he does golf a, a, a lot. Of, yeah, so he's, that uh, makes feed sense. my Frankenstein, right? He's yeah, like, come have a burger at feed my Frankenstein. No. That's yeah. right. Uh, one other act uh, from Phoenix. Uh, Jonathan mentioned him earlier tonight. Uh, earlier, he said he's going to see him soon. Oh, the Meat Puppets. Meat Puppets are a yes. Phoenix band. Yes, yes. Roger yes. Klein and the Peacemakers of the Refreshment. Also, sure. uh, another nine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they are as well. Another '90s band from Phoenix. Uh, a lot of radio, uh, like well, uh, like three or four very successful radio singles. Didn't have a lot of long. I mean, they, I think they still play, but 
you know, they're uh, a little bit more probably of a like Jim Blossom or somebody. Yep, like there that. you go. Oh, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's 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 basically you know uh, aside from uh, I guess if you count Jimmy Eat World, um, <laughs> um, I don't. That's that's basically <laughs> the extent of of rock coming uh, originating out of Phoenix. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Another. Well, the Florida ones. Obviously, Florida has a little bit of a richer history. Um, every. Okay. Let, let me say this. Um, just about every every major southern rock band of the seventies came out of Florida. Um, you know, because the the Almonds, even though commonly linked to Georgia, or yeah, they're Florida. All yep. those people, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Daytona, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Blackfoot is from Jacksonville. Thirty-eight Special is from Jacksonville. Skinner's from Jacksonville. All those bands are related. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and like, then the uh, like literally, I think the, almost all those bands literally have members that are related. Yeah, uh, or they that, played in the others' band. They played in the, out, the Outlaws are from the Tampa area. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Tom and Petty. Then, and then Petty from Gainesville. Yeah. Um. Now, lately with Florida, it's kind of a lot of shittier new metal has come out of Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, like like Cold and Seether and bands like that. And um, But uh, a, a band I like a lot called Torch uh, is, is from Miami. Oh, right. So, uh, yeah, uh-huh, they're, they're from Miami. But, yeah. Yeah, Florida is... Uh, Dude, you, you glossed even... over Orlando in the, in the late 90s. In sync. <laughs> yeah. In sync, Backstreet right. Boys, ninety eight yeah. degrees. Orlando is a fucking machine, oh, those dude. Are, those are all. Yeah, those are all Orlando bands. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. That uh, that that sleazy guy, uh, Lou Pearlman, behind all of them. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, don't don't Google Lou Pearlman. He's in jail right now. Um. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, he anyway. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so Florida really the home of Southern rock, you know, even even more so than, you know, um, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia and Alabama, yeah. Mississippi, yeah, who've, who've certainly contributed to it and have their own pockets. But uh, yeah, you know, all the all the major players of Southern rock have emerged from Florida. The swamps of the Panhandle, and yeah. yep, yep. So the swamp music, as Skinner stated. Oh, ah, oh, good deal. Good, 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 deal. Uh, good trivia there, Gabe. Yeah. Thank you. We've Thank laid you. the the ghosts of spring training past to rest. I think. I totally forgot about uh, all the all the boy bands coming out of Florida as well. So. <laughs> right. Well, you can admit you were doing research all week on them. Right. Right. <laughs> That's how you saw you stumbled upon the Lou Pearlman thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so uh, so but I'll, I'll I'll take that I'll take that trivia as a segue. Can you name uh, the final team for which Babe Ruth played for? Well, no, what? It's probably not the, the Red Braves? Sox. The Boston Braves. Oh, Boston Braves, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, what... he didn't go back to the Red Sox. No, no, but he went back to Boston. And yeah. uh, so an- another uh, point that we thought we might touch upon was this idea of, of players who try to make a comeback. And oh. and um, uh, I was using uh, Baseball References uh, handy advanced searching mechanisms to see who... Yeah. You know who would, who would like only so many plate appearances in their final season, uh, uh, implying that maybe they shouldn't have tried to play that season. 
and uh, one right. of them was Babe Ruth in, in his final season. Yeah, he, he swung for the Boston Braves, and and um, he was he only played in about twenty five games that year, but he hit home runs seven thirteen, seven twelve, seven thirteen, and seven fourteen. The final three home runs of his career all came in one game. And uh, uh, it wasn't his final game. His final game was actually like five games later. He ended up going 0 for 13 after that game. <laughs> and yeah. then he retired in May uh, uh, for, while playing for the Boston Braves. And a lot, a lot of people mistakenly say that that was his final game in which he hit three home runs. But it wasn't technically. But they did all yeah. cam- come in the same game. Players nowadays go 0 for 13 and they're like, yeah, that was my week. Yeah, yeah, over 13, seven strikeouts. That's, yeah, day-night doubleheader. I, I, I could be wrong. I, I need to look at the numbers. But when we were growing up and following baseball in the late 80s, early 90s, like, if if you hit under 200, you didn't have a job. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, like, now I feel like I see teams with a lot Most of guys catchers. with low batting averages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, you're... beyond catchers, you know? Like, it's 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 kind of weird. Yeah, it's. I think the pendulum's starting to swing the other way, though. I think uh, batting average and OBP, you know, are starting to to be more emphasized again. Um, yeah. As you know, these big sluggers, Bautista and, and Encarnacion, Chris uh, Davis, yeah, yeah who right. just hit home runs. You know, they they're having a hard time finding long term deals because teams aren't willing to make that trade off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the I think the era of the one dimensional. I can play first base and hit home runs. I think that guy's kind of over. Yeah, yeah. If that's all you can yeah. do, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to do more than that for sure. Um, yeah, you just you need you need more multi-dimensional players, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, I did have one more uh, a spring comeback story. Uh, so you know, hope springs eternal, and for uh, one guy, uh, you know, who endured many injuries in his career, Brett Saberhagen. Uh, he yeah. uh, he. He was, uh, you know, such a uh, dynamic young pitcher, uh, winning the Cy Young Award at age 21, World Series with the Royals. Um, eventually, you know, he won 20 games a couple times with the Royals. Then he went on to the Mets, and, and his career started to get derailed by injuries. Uh, and then he actually, uh, Saberhagen closed out his career with the Red Sox. I remember um, that in the late '90s, he actually, you know, he went like 15 and eight, three nine six ERA, ten and six with the two nine five ERA, and then in 2000, uh, he missed all of 2000 because of injury, and then in 2001, he uh, tried to make a comeback, and wow, how many on Boston with Boston still right, yeah. and, and and he was a rookie in '85. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was thirty five, um, thirty six, thirty seven in two thousand one. He was thirty seven. He came in really young then. Huh? He did. Yeah, yeah. He was just a kid, man. Thrown right into the spotlight too with those good Royals teams, and and so I was. I'm fascinated by these you know spring training stories, and I found one in the L.A. Times about Saber Hagen's uh, return, uh, and. And, you know him trying to make this comeback, and you know he's him having quotes like uh, he had quotes like if my sh- if my shoulders not allowing me to pitch this year, there's no sense in going any further. Um, uh, uh, Joe Kerrigan, Boston pitching coach, said he was outstanding from the first pitch to the last, meaning like his last bullpen session of the 25 pitches he threw, his, his he probably hit his spots dead on 20 times. Um, 
uh, he, Kerrigan thinks Saberhagen's arm is as strong as it's been in the past four years. Um, and uh, Saberhagen said, I'm not, I'm not over the hill yet. I still feel like I've got a lot of bullets left in my arm. We'll see what happens. Well, unfortunately, what happened was uh, Saberhagen went one and two with a six ERA, only logged 15 innings that year, and uh, uh, retired um, at the end of the year. Uh, and when uh, Saberhagen uh, was up for the Hall of Fame, nobody really considered that he would he would make it. But he said that if he was voted in the Hall of Fame, he would boycott it because he thought Pete Rose should be in. Mm. He only received seven votes, so mm. didn't have to worry about that. But anyway, hope springs that crazy eternal. How like you know guys can be multiple Cy Young Award winners, All Star Game participants. World Series champions, and they're just like blown over for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he won two size. He won two size for the Royals. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I'm not saying like, I don't know. Maybe there should be a hall for like above average guys or something. <laughs> maybe yeah, like, a, a, or a that, that's what like team Hall like, of Fames like, are for. A halt for just like six year windows or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. tough. It's yeah. like then, like then, like a guy like we've talked about on the show, Dave Stewart makes the Hall of Fame. Then. Sure, because like Dave Stewart was mow- mowing them down mm-hmm. for like five dude, years he was straight. Mean. Oh yeah, man, dude, he won like yeah, dude, he like what he had like 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 he had like dude, five. Lee seasons. Smith, yeah, Lee Smith should be in. The oh, Hall Lee Smith got a legit. Yeah, shot, he, I mean, I he's got a better shot than yeah. you know. Saber he was the all-time against. saves leader at one point. Yeah. I don't yeah, think he gets votes. I don't remember what his last total he has, was. Levi's but... right. He has been on the ballot a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been... Maybe, maybe the Veterans I, Committee. He may be on Veterans Committee yeah. by now. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. Did Edgar Martinez make it this year? He, he got in, right? Isn't that who? Isn't, I, isn't know. That, that, I, I don't no? think he did. He should. Was, uh, Bagwell... Um... Shoot, we did an episode about it. <laughs> Bagwell, uh, Pudge, Rodriguez. Bagwell, Pudge, and... And one guy that didn't use. Yeah, right. I think right. it was. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Tim Raines. Oh, yeah, he Tim used Raines other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim Raines got in, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was Edgar Martinez got in, um, but uh, he, he should. Yeah, I, uh, I think he's he's close. He's close. Yeah. He'll get in. He'll be like the first DH, predominantly DH, to get in. Uh, yeah. Well, Tom Frank Thomas got in a few years ago, but well, Thomas had a lot of years at first base. I think more years at first base than did he than DH? Hmm. Or, or yeah, I'm going to say than right. Edgar than Edgar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, on that note, guys, uh, another another episode in the books. Uh, would like to remind everybody to uh, follow us on Instagram and the Twitter at rock in chew. That's rock as in uh, our Carlos Nakai, who is also a Phoenix musician. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You went Nakai on us. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> playing like wind flute. Give right? me that you rock flute, man. You got it. You got it. Not yeah. so rock flute. That's, that's probably, that's probably actually Phoenix's, biggest uh, musical export but anyway um i'm gonna queue up some nakai later i think that's true i think so it's been I think too long listen to right when we get done um but uh, also you can find everything about the podcast uh including the links to social media that i just mentioned 
as well as previous episodes. Uh, you can leave us comments, as you should. Uh, please also leave us a review on iTunes or you know maybe another podcasting app that you use. But uh, that would certainly help us out a lot. Uh, and yeah, please uh, visit us at rockchew.com. You can find everything you need there. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Uh, we'll be ma- next time we'll be making our predictions. So stay tuned for that one. Peace. Peace. Peace.